Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Post Analog Podcast for Generation X. The drinking got me into trouble. Ah. <laughs> Always got me into trouble. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it, it's like this, Erica. In my 20s, <laughs> like when you get, like drunk to me is like right before DUI. Oh, That's whoa, drunk. No, 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 no. Are, are you serious? Yeah. Like I've, I've thrown parties at the conga room when it was on La Brea and Wilshire. Mm-hmm. And... I've clipped like three side mirrors on the way home. It wasn't even, uh, two were like succeeding. Clip, clip. And then maybe like four cars there and clip because mm-hmm. I was so fucked up mm-hmm. driving home. And I would throw events and I would get free drinks. So to me, that was like drinking. That wasn't even, that was like social. And that was before the, the release, the crackdown laws and stuff, which was good. Sure. We're not promoting going out there and drinking like crazy. No, we're, we're admitting mistakes. But we're admitting big mistakes, huge mistakes that we're fortunate that we didn't cause any. I don't know about you. Did you cause any damage to anybody or besides your car? No, I didn't hit anyone. Though I did clip a car in Sherman Oaks and left... No, no. My old cell phone number, because I just got a new cell phone that day. Damn it, that was you. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew it. Because we were going to talk about Casa Vega, too, for a little bit. But, oh but, but what era? Well, okay. We'll, we'll organize this. I'll organize this a little bit. Sorry. My apologies, Eric. So what era in, 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 in were you, like, parting hard? Okay. Well, you see, you know, it's funny how you talked about drinking, right? Sure. I grew up in a family where you could drink wine for special holidays and occasions like that but i actually started drinking when i was 13 i was 14 okay but let's hear it's all about you right now no so what happened was i was in a stage you know 13 years old you're just kind of going through a weird stage where i would take my mom used to have so much liquor in her bathroom underneath her sink i mean because she had these parties and her parties were were with priests and nuns. It was the weirdest thing. I'll, that's another story down down the road. But underneath, she would have so much alcohol. <laughs> so I would get a can like of a Diet Pepsi, dump it out, and I'd pour in. We had like this grape type of wine, and I'd pour the wine in there, and then I'd water it down <laughs> so she wouldn't notice it, and I would take it to school. And for some reason, I would share it with my friends. Somehow, one of the teachers found out, uh-huh. right? And I wasn't... And I wasn't sure. I thought, how the heck did this teacher find out? Because they actually came up to me. Well, we hear you're having some drinking problems and you're drinking. And I'm like, no, not me. I'm this innocent me. Right. But that's when I started drinking and then I stopped. As I got older, that's when it kicked in even more. Wait, what prompted you to start? At just, 13? Just, just, just or, to be curious? Uh, I think I was going through a stage at 13. I just, I just didn't, I lost myself. I, I couldn't find, I was in that in-between stage of who are my friends? Who am I? I just didn't know. And I just didn't have any really good feedback. My mom was always working, so I didn't have that feedback from her. My siblings were doing their own thing. They were much older than me. So it was kind of like, what am I doing? So I would do this just, to, I guess, to, to not feel very much. And it kind of made me feel goofy. So I liked sure. that feeling. And that's why I did it. It was kind of like dopamine, made you feel good. Yeah, it was was like, this is fun. And then I stopped. And when the teacher confronted me, I stopped immediately. That was, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'll get in trouble. Because I was always afraid of getting in trouble. And and then you stopped after that. Yeah. Ah, because the stand-up comedian Jim Norton, he was, he labeled, I don't doubt that he was lying, but he was like an alcoholic throughout like junior and senior year. Mm -hmm. And then he stopped. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and and the importance of you guys, for you who's listening, you got to listen to episode one and two because we paint our upbringing, right? Which is interesting because in the moment, live to tape, as we're talking, I'm thinking like, oh, I wonder if anything from what our previous discussion was of of your upbringing Mm -hmm. brought, but it, it almost feels like this is truisms 
of being youthful. Yeah, I, I, there was no other way to describe it. I didn't. I wasn't in a bad position. I wasn't. Um, I, I mean, I was popular. I was a cheerleader, so it wasn't like I, I was lonely or anything like that. But it just was a very awkward age. Thirteen was just an awkward age for me for some reason. So I did the drinking. I thought this is fun, and I had fun until I got caught. Right. Well, my scumbag uncles and father in the Philippines. <laughs> so it's interesting because my dad first bought me the most feminine. No, my mom bought me the most feminine looking bike. It was a lavender bike oh. with white tires. <laughs> the, yeah, so I be... never fucking bike because I look like a little bitch. <laughs> you could have painted it. I'll get to that. <laughs> so my fat ass, I was a heavy kid until almost like 14. 14 mm-hmm. was when I started losing a lot of weight mm-hmm. because I got into basketball mm-hmm. and sports. But I remember I was so heavy from age 7 to 12. They would have like those support wheels on the small bikes. Yeah, the little train Whenever wheels. I would turn, I would bend the <laughs> motherfucker. Oh my God. That's how fat I was. Are you like the kid on Deadpool 2, that fact. I haven't seen Deadpool 2 yet. Oh, but my like, God. Okay. But anyways, I was a chubby little thing, you know? <laughs> Big thing. So my dad, instead of being a man and taking me to a bike shop and <laughs> buying the bicycle, Eleanor, babes, that's what he called my mom, babes, <laughs> you just buy the bike for Charlie. <laughs> so in the spirit of self sanctimony and narcissism, I think my mom wanted to buy a bike that she could bike to. <laughs> so bitch ass bought a fucking lavender bike with white tires. Oh, that's hilarious. So what I did was I saved up the full year and bought myself black mags and a mm-hmm. BMX. Oh wow. Like like totally yeah. cool looking. Yeah. So with with biking, that means I get to get out of the house mm-hmm. and meet different kids in the neighborhood in a basketball court by the church. And I saw kids that were like smoking pot, oh. drinking beer. Wow. Um, because this was common, your uncles or your dad would sometimes buy you a like a bike basket to put in front of uh-huh. the steering wheel. Oh, mm-hmm. Or the wheel bar. Mm-hmm. So they would send us out to recycle the bottled beers uh-huh. so that you can buy them beer. You bought them beer? Yes. You could buy them beer? At the age of like 10, 11. <laughs> as long as if you got, go Philippines, go. <laughs> Russia should have invaded fucking Philippines instead of the Ukraine. So that's how drinking was so loosely seen. Jeez. For for my uncle to go, oh, if you want one, you can have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to try it. Yeah. But I was never encouraged because of my uncle. I was encouraged because now that I'm free and I'm roaming around the streets, this mm-hmm. is a time where there's no social media. Mm-hmm. So kids played basketball and drank or smoked pot. Mm-hmm. Pot to me was like, you're the devil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at age 12. Yeah. You're the devil. Yeah. So, but drinking is like not. Yeah. Because my dad and uncle did it. Yeah. So that's how I got into drinking. But uh, I never got caught. It was allowed in a third world culture. Even when we went back to New York and then LA, that's the only reason why I stopped. And then my brother turned (laughs) 21 and I was 16 and a half. Then I started just grabbing his ID as he went to bed and I would buy alcohol. Yeah, that was easy then too. Yeah. Much easier. So that that was my perception of drinking. And... So then in your 20s, it became... Two, three times a week. Oh. And it it wasn't like, I'll have a glass of wine and talk about work. Did you drink wine? No, not till probably like my 30s. Okay. But it was, uh, we're talking Cadillac Margaritas, yeah. uh, Straight Jack. Ooh, uh, did you do shots? Oh, yeah. Whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maker's Mark. Mm-hmm. Knob Creek. <laughs> uh, D- Doors. Those, how is Doors spelled? Um, D-E-W. A-A-R-S. Yeah. 
Dewars. Dewars. Before they literate. <laughs> the rapist? No, it's therapist, dummy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I drank that a lot mm-hmm. with ginger ale, quite a bit, or ginger beer. I still do. But th- to me, drinking at that time was I had to be fucked up mm-hmm. to consider it drinking because mm-hmm. a buzz was not enough. Yeah, buzz was always just like, okay, now I'm getting to that good place. Right. Yeah. So were you surrounded a lot by a lot of people that drank or? Well, I mean, when well, again, like when I was growing up, when I was drinking at 13, my mom had these parties and ah. it was just so strange. She just got divorced, right? So I was glad. Um, but um, she would have these parties with these priests. She's you know, raised Catholic. And I, and, and, priests drink oh my god do they drink okay i bet they fuck a lot too i wouldn't be surprised but they drank and so she'd have the priest over and people from the church and i just remember as a kid watching this and i thought these guys drink so much and they're priests and i'm still look up to them and i go to confession to them and i couldn't believe how much they were drinking right but it was the strangest thing to me so it was okay in the sense that you didn't. I didn't feel bad about drinking. It wasn't a bad thing the way I saw it. Um, I, even at those parties, I would sip. The, then they had. I forgot they had like these things called. Uh, it was creamed mint, and I liked the flavor of that. Then it was just just really minty green stuff. And then they make these things called pink ladies. So it was frothy and pink and sweet. And so as a kid, you sip those things like, oh, this is pretty good. But you know, it was okay. Not to the sense that I got drunk, but it was okay because they were all having a party and a good time. But as I got older, my 20s was a different story. I drank for different reasons. I drank because I felt insecure. Two different reasons. And I didn't realize that. As in pressure insecure? Insecure about just being um, a people pleaser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was a people pleaser. Always had to get the, again, that goes to the father, the father not being there, the father being abusive, not so much to me, but more to my siblings, but ignoring me, not, you know, not channeling any energy towards me to support me in any way that's positive. So I was insecure about who I was and drinking helped me feel in, you know, like, ah, I'm not, I feel secure. I could just do and act and I didn't care because you just didn't care. And I didn't care what people thought. I just was just trying to please people. I was fun. I was happy. Did things I <laughs> through drinking because I thought that was the thing to do. But, you know, those are the things that happens and what you think about. But when you reflect on it, that's what happens. You know, you think about, how did I get here? That's why I was interested with you when you're drinking in your 20s and you're drinking, you know, to get to that nice, you get that buzz. That buzz is not enough, right? Yeah, the buzz is like it's just starting. the tapas. Yeah. You just, you're just getting the there. No, you're just getting there, right? Yeah, and, and I liked that. Yeah, because when I got the buzz, oh boy, yeah. we're at six and seven. Yeah, I can't wait till I get to nine. Yeah, yeah. So that was like the anticipation, like okay, the good time is starting. Yeah, because you could feel it coming on, right? Yes. And then what happens? You fuck ugly girls. You fuck <laughs> good girls. You uh, step on people's toes, almost mm-hmm. get into fights. Yeah, yeah. And um, sometimes you're very comedic. Yeah. You eat late night Thai food and burrito and, and tacos. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was it was like it was presented to my psyche mm-hmm. as a beautiful episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had like a bunch of friends, like three sets of friends. Not there weren't big sets of groups, but like even the younger uh, people I used to train in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got them into drinking. <laughs> oh, oh! So we would train hard, <laughs> uh-huh. but they were eaters. Yeah, they love to eat after training. Mm-hmm. Their excuses: "Well, I, I worked on my ass off. Mm-hmm. It's my reward." Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well, here's another reward. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, like drinking, I couldn't. I never figured out that I would slow down because it was so euphoric. Mm-hmm. How did it feel for you when you were back in the sauce, or were you never? Back on the sauce, you yeah. mean when I started drinking again? Yeah. Well, again, that was something that it made me feel relaxed. And I would do things like uh, I used to sing. So sometimes when I would go sing, I would, uh, especially at this one place, it was a Russian place out of all places in the valley, I would uh, get these giant glasses of vodka because it just helped me relax. But I would drink that whole glass of vodka with no problem. And it just, it was, was it just, mixed? no, 
<laughs> no, no, I, I don't like mixing. I just like the I I like the Cadillac margaritas, but I my favorite used to be Gremonier with a Hennessy beer bag. That's great. <laughs> that was my thing. That's like the gateway <laughs> drink to like bourbon in like Manhattan's. Yeah. Once you start getting into Grand Marnier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you know, those things were just, and then the vodka, the first sip was kind of strong. After that, it tasted like water. So it was so easy to drink. You just drank it. I drank it like water. Easy. Did did you actually perform better or it was just the courage of performing? I thought I performed better. I don't know if I did. Right. (laughs) I could have been all over the place for all I know. But in your mind, you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. I can hit that note. (laughs) Swedish taboo. (laughs) Uh, yeah so yeah so with with you what i'm interested in finding out too when you would go drinking did you go out and take okay like you guys from muay thai right would you go out also is that you're like my way to hook up with women or just for fun what i mean because there's different settings i know that you think you're not going to go out there for anything else but just have fun with your friends i would i would go on droughts when it came to hooking up with women i'm like when you were not drinking I would, I'd be like Babe Ruth, huh. right? Where I'm swinging the bat so hard, I'm missing. But if I land that one mm-hmm. or two, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this Asian... Cause, and I'm not putting down or being a contrarian Asian people. Like Asian people, Asian men weren't seen as talkative mm-hmm. back in the mm-hmm. 90s and okay. even up to the early 2000s. Yeah. You know, it's just a personality type that Easterns, East East Asians are very subdued and quiet, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me, it was just like, okay, I can't mac on Asian girls because I talk too much for them. Mm-hmm. So I just talk to anyone. And then I think half the time or maybe more than half the time, women were more curious that I was so curious and I was a, a talkative Asian. You really think so? Well, or it depends that... if they're well-traveled or if they're not, Okay, right? okay. Because here's a classic example of they're well-traveled. Oh, I'm from Austin and I just moved here. Mm-hmm. Cool, we'll, we'll chat it up. Casa Vega, that uh-huh. happened in Casa Vega. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, but if I was at Pasadena, South mm-hmm. Pasadena, back in those times, Old Town Pasadena, between Green and I forget the other street on Colorado... There would be like a billiard spot, mm-hmm. um, a club, and some of the girls there were just, all they knew was the San Gabriel Valley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were Latinas from the mm-hmm. San Gabriel Valley, so occasionally you'll meet someone from Montebello, Monterey mm-hmm. Park. Mm-hmm. But they were all the 626 girls. Mm-hmm. So they were so used to just dating Latin men. Huh, okay. But I would spot one that would be like mixed Latin, like yeah. white and Latin. Yeah. And she's like the Cosby of Latins. Yeah. <laughs> like literally terrible radio here, but she would grab like her, her tricep and be a wallflower. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, and she would be would be like the red onion crowd of women. The red were, onion. Oh my God. Right, like short skirts. Yeah, yeah. Teased hair. Yeah. You know, but she would be like, oh, they're just my childhood friends, but I'm not into the scene. And then chum came out of their mouth and I became the shark. <laughs> Because I'd be like, no, I'm not into my Asian scene too. Yeah, yeah. But really deep inside, it's like, I'm not, I want to be into it, but the girls hate me. Yeah. <laughs> and then at that time, it's easy to say words like, oh, film noir. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, 12-year barrel. Uh-huh. And then you'd be like, oh, this guy's fucking different. Uh-huh. You know, so that it was just, I always loved but I always love to talk, which yeah, is why I yeah, love doing yeah. the show with you. Yeah. Because you're very curious. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was very difficult for me to get laid. But when I did, it was just magic. Yeah. <laughs> or it felt like magic. Maybe good looking that's six foot saying. four black guys, it's easy. <laughs> right? With green eyes. For them, that's what they do every mm-hmm. other night. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just felt like, oh, dude. Yeah. I can't miss three point shots. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm turning around, not even like looking at the basket. Yeah. Because once I get them laughing, mm-hmm. if they had a tepid background and they started laughing, mm-hmm. then I knew it was on. Mm-hmm. Or at least I would get the the anger, the horniness and anger out because it's like, all right, at least I'm enjoying this conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's what I loved about drinking. 
And, and for you, did you have a lot of like sleep uh, around one night stands or? Oh yeah, I had lots of those. Those were. Um, it's so funny because I used to write down all the names of the people I slept with, right? Just mm. just out of curiosity. Full names or you just don't, the you first? Forgot. I just I don't know the last name. Just the right. first name, right? So I, I had Beard, this is years. I think Pedro. <laughs> Jim, uh, no, goatee. Pe- Pedro was small, but anyhow, right. <laughs> there was a real Pedro. Um, but it was funny because I wrote down the names. This is years ago, and I remember started reading. After a hundred, I thought, oh "My God, I had I had a hundred people." I said, "Oh, hundred people." I don't tell people that, you know. You guys know it now. Well, now, now, yeah. now, now, now you I'm going to blog it and pay sponsorship. <laughs> but that was hundred. That was a hundred back then. <laughs> so, right. What? The thing that's funny about women, and this is true, okay? So women, if you're going out there saying, oh, I've only slept with one or two men, three men, they're talking times about 300. the men. Yeah, times that you're talking about the men that they actually probably had feelings for, really attracted to. They they were that was that was. But there are those other sides where they're like, oh yeah, well we don't count those. Right. But when you really count them, it adds up because you know we're the ones who decide. You know, we want to have sex. You don't want to have sex. And I loved sex when I was younger. I love, not that I don't love it now, but it was different because I loved it. And I was, again, very insecure. So I did that out of insecurity. That was another thing. But you I mean the sexual it. act was out of insecurity? Yeah. A lot ah. of it was. Mm-hmm. But here, I'm curious. If it felt good and you loved it, but you did it out of insecurity, did it get to a point to where it was like, no, I just love this? Um... No, there were times when I loved it with with uh, good partners. That's a different story. Oh yeah, right, yeah, right, that, right. that's yeah understood. So, but when it's when it's you wake up sometimes you're like, Ugh. you know, you're like because it's like a one night you meet them at a club and stuff. You're like, oh god, you know, why did I even do this? Because you thought it was great then, and you wake up sober, well hungover, I should say. And you're like, I don't like doing this. Why am I doing this? Why am I? I, I wouldn't even give this guy a time of day, you know, when I'm sober. What am I doing? So these are the things that I would question. But I, I was like that for a period of time. I, I liked men. I had, <laughs> I had a, a, when I first moved to Long Beach, and I forget this, I had, uh, it was like, I would always have a guy every night, a different guy every night. It wasn't the same guy. I just had to have a different guy every night that, because that's just what I wanted at that time. And I knew I could. I couldn't ju- I can't judge that because if I could have done that, I would have done that. Yeah. And and honestly, um I feel like because the dictation of life and society before the 20 the 2000s, it was so placated as evil. Yeah, especially Catholic. To me, right? Right, our upbringing. Yeah. Uh, to me, the only bad thing is if you get STDs mm-hmm. or have a bunch of kids that you don't take care of. Mm-hmm. But I was very conscious for the longest mm-hmm. time that um, sex was good. Mm-hmm. My dad had a copious amount of porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned in a previous uh, episodes, the previous episodes, my dad would show up, have mm-hmm. sex with my mom, then bounce. Yeah, you know. So for me. I didn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I loved it. What I was a dumb fuck mm-hmm. is lying to women how much I cared about them. When I could have just been, oh no, this is cool. Maybe we can hang out another time. It didn't have to be like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna take you on a date, okay? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna buy flowers, okay? Yeah. No, it it didn't have to be that. Yeah. And I wasn't like honest. Mm-hmm. I was sometimes the white knight to get vagina. Mm-hmm. I was so I'm so frustrated with my past mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like it's like oh that's not in the sixth commandment. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. See how godly I am. Yeah. Now fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that's part of the game I had yeah. that was so stupid. I knew guys like you. <laughs> oh, we're all a lot like that. No. Well, no one, no, the, the, I'm not. There's not the judging. facet just, too. Yeah, yeah, no, there is. But when I started discovering, like, huh, I can make eye contact, mm-hmm. and if they give eye contact back, that means they're. That was the turning point for me mm-hmm. of being honest. Because mm-hmm. if a girl looks at you two, three times, mm-hmm. that's the welcome signal. Mm-hmm. That's their bat signal to go talk yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm opening. I'm giving you eye contact to open conversation. But before, if they looked at me, maybe the second time, I would... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Liar button on. Yeah, yeah. White knight button on. Yeah. If there was water right there, I'm yeah. going to throw my cloak on top of it. So yeah. It was like, no, but something happened when I started working at clubs as a promotional yes. director. Yeah, okay. As a marketing director. All right. Started doing promotions for a record label. Mm-hmm. That I go, oh, shit. This chick wants to probably fuck, and I just can't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So that that's when my late 20s kicked, when I was just like, oh, dude. Yeah. I didn't know women also like guys who just wanted to be physical for that yeah. evening. Yes, yes, yes. It took a while for me to figure out. Okay, okay. Until like my late 20s, early 30s. Okay. Yeah, no, women, women, there are lots of women who just like that, and they, they won't talk about it. Some of them do. Like they'll talk with them with their friends and stuff, but not with other people. Like, like in the conversation like this, unless you get them drunk or give them something. Right. Them then they'll open up about what really was going on in their life. And the threat is yeah. not there. Yeah. When when the comfort is there. Yeah, and you got to think about too. Um, the thing that you, that was interesting about what you're saying is when you got when you started working in the clubs, right? It does change. And the same thing with like when I worked in clubs, I worked in um, I was a bartender and a, a cocktail waitress. Things change. You see things differently. And that's where I, that's where you begin to realize, you know, like I said, I it was for me it was really easy pickings because you could just you could go with anybody you wanted. But you were raised Catholic. That's what I want to go back to for a second. You said you didn't really feel bad about that because there was always that underlying for me. Because I, I caught my mom and dad having sex yeah. all the time. Okay. So it was just normal. And my oh, dad okay. was a big perv. I yeah. mean, he had two medicine cabinets to mm-hmm. tie into what I have, <laughs> but the depth of like. Two feet mm-hmm. of a medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. He had Betamax and VHS. Okay, okay. Porn. <laughs> two cab, two medicine cabinets that are like two feet deep. And you watched them a lot. How old were you? Nine. Oh God, really? I wanted to have sex at like eleven. I I think that's kind of normal for boys, right? Well, I guess age? you know what? Maybe even ten. Yeah. Okay. Because I started jerking off. I gave myself the green signal to jerk off at yeah. like 10. Yeah, okay. To porn. Wow. I I started jerking off at like 7. Wow. Well, okay. Wow. Well, 7 is... <laughs> yeah. It's literally wipe the butt, wipe the yeah. butt, jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> but... I like that feeling. <laughs> right. Um, but But it was a case of like, it was normal. Hmm, okay, so you never like it was that, and that I find that interesting because a lot of people that are raised, you know, or religion always kind of uh, goes over. in there and takes over sure. in the back of your mind and stuff, and that's why I never, you know, lots of women will not talk about that because there's that stigma where they say, "Oh, you sleep with a lot of men, you're a slut, you're a whore." That's changed. I know that's changed quite a bit, right? I mean, thankfully, because you know now you when you own your sexuality, right? It's normal, just like drinking water, just like eating. It's a part of life that people don't realize instead of, you know, making religion, jamming religion down your throat, saying it's bad, it's evil, it's only good when you're married. It's like, right? Why would it be only good when you're married? (laughs) Why do you have to wait till then? I think what should have been taught by us is the aspect of this is part of the filtration this is part of the Carfax mm-hmm. to figure out if you guys are compatible for long-term marriage. For the sex? Yes. Yeah. But it was taught as like, oh, you had sex before the wedding? Or, wait, you you were having sex before you were boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah. That was like the X Factor where today... I think kids, and I don't think, I know this mm-hmm. because even at the podcast network station, sex is so normalized for them. Yeah. Like I've, I've banged girls up to pre-pandemic that are like 26 and yeah. 27. Yeah. Their head game yeah. is out of this world because mm-hmm. they have an example on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, like if you and I had the internet at our teens, mm-hmm. We would be masterful at sex by the time we're in our early 20s. Yeah. And that's what these girls are. And I'm sure these guys are too. Yeah, yeah. Because they have so many examples. Yeah. And if they're pissed off, oh, well, I'm just going to log on to Pornhub, put on yeah. the fucking headphones, then yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be fulfilled because I can have two, three tabs on. Yeah. I can choose whichever porn I want to. Yeah. But yeah. we didn't even have that option. No, that's true. So, but, it, you, but you started watching porn early, so you already had that. Yeah. 
So you were fortunate. That, that doesn't mean I was like <laughs> Superman <laughs> in bed with my pot belly. <laughs> Don't tell me. Did you see Ron Jeremy with the or was it like those? Oh yeah, I saw Taboo One, oh, Taboo Two. <laughs> I, I can that spit man. names left and right. Randy West, Kay Parker, Honey Wilder. I knew oh, wow. all their names. Yeah, wow. I knew all their names. Well, you know, when I was, I my first porn I saw, you know how old I was? T- uh, guess. Hold on, I, I want to guess. Okay. Single digits, nine years old. No. Mm. I was 24. Oh, fuck. I was way off. Yeah, I, I, I was like shocked. I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? They actually show everything? Oh my God, I was shocked. That was my first experience with, with, uh, with a boyfriend here in Long Beach. I was shocked. My, my, seriously, I, I couldn't even have sex because I was looking at this thing going, what the hell? And you had wow. been having sex already. I've been having sex for a long time. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, but I, I, was, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, they had every angle. I'm like, oh my God, I can see everything. You know, it's like, I, I didn't even know what to think. When so I you first weren't saw even it. like that enticed even... to have sex after watching sex? No, because I was so shocked. Jeez. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was shock. It was shocking. It, it was, it's shocking to me uh-huh. that it shocked you. Because yeah. you had been practicing already. Oh my God! Yeah, it was exactly. But I guess because of the fact that it was so visual, that they actually had something where you can actually, like I said, put the VH t- uh, tape in, and you can watch it and turn it on, and and it's right there. And it's like, what? What the hell is it? How? What? You know? How did they do this? How did they film this? That's what was going on in my mind. Right. Who are these people? Is it? But is it, you know, because the point of the pod is it's called post analog. So it's like people our age group adjusting to like internet norms today, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. In society. Is it okay now to be promiscuous? And I'll give you my answer first. And what do you mean by promiscuous? So you're involved with somebody and you're... Not cheating. But if you're single and you sleep, sleep with a bunch of different people. Well, No. Okay, so that's a pretty quick answer for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for me, because I'm I'm an illegitimate kid. It felt like I was like snickering and getting away with oh really with things. Okay, because also I have a fat person's self esteem. Mm-hmm. Being a former fat person, it felt like I was being given a gift. Mm-hmm. Then earning it. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So, for the younger heads that might be listening, it's totally okay. Just be protected and don't. Yeah. And pull out. Just yeah. don't have a bunch of kids that you're not going to care for. <laughs> don't depend on pull out. Sure. Yeah, I'm telling you. I, I know people have gotten pregnant by by that method. So, yeah. No, but I, that's that's interesting because if you believe or you kind of like felt like it was like getting like, a, like this is a little goodie bag here you have, right? Sure. Because I, I always thought, I, I, here was my thinking when I was younger too. I used to think, why should men always have be the ones that have all the fun? They can have all these different women, right? I used to think, oh, well, you know, I've got this. I can get any man I want anytime I want. You guys ultimately had the power. Exactly. And I used to think about that. I thought, well, why should, because when I was growing up, it was always like, what well, the man is the one that, you know, is the initiator and he's the, the pursuer and all this stuff. And I didn't like that. I kind of like being the pursuer myself and um, be mindful. I liked women too then. So <laughs> I wasn't just men only. I liked women as well. Oh. Yeah. You whorebag Erica. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, that, that that's great, though, that in a way you're a pioneer. We won't reveal mm-hmm. your age, right? Mm-hmm. But you're a pioneer because you celebrated it in a way that you had a bit of a tepid upbringing. Mm-hmm. Your mom was partying, but had... I wouldn't be surprised if, like, those... Priests and nuns that were mm-hmm. coming over to your house were jerking each other off. Yeah, I wouldn't in the be bedroom. surprised. Well, no, because we were in the bedrooms. Oh, well, in the bathroom. <laughs> in, the in the garage. <laughs> in the backyard. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you guys yeah. had a yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was the Catholic fuckhouse. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be that surprised. was like a truck stop for gays and straight men who drive 12-wheelers. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting that you celebrated that right away. But here's the thing. This is totally unfair of what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. 
it's easier, I feel, for women to hook up with women. Because if I was a woman, yeah, yeah. I would love women too. <laughs> well, you're a man. You could love men too. Fuck it's just, no. It's just saying, I'm just saying. It's, Fuck I'm no. I'm just saying, you know, you could. Fuck no. Okay, okay. No. Okay. No. Because not all women feel that way. Sure. Mm-hmm. But there's a higher percentage of admiring the same sex with women. With guys, it's really like, dude, pound, yeah. fuck, dude, yeah, yeah, Kobe yeah, Bryant, yes, yes. Vince Carter, yo, yes. man, cool, yes. cool. Mike Tyson, Manny Pacquiao, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, man, I'm going to try to hook up with a girl. Mm-hmm. You too? Okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Do that. It's a different experience with women. It, it's different. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's almost camaraderie-based mm-hmm. automatically. Mm-hmm. Where with women, you know, because you guys have the bigger corpus colossum, mm-hmm. which is the bridge from left brain, right brain, spatial mm-hmm. and all intelligent-based Relations are like one. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for you to see a woman and go, she's kind of attractive. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we have great relationship. Uh, great relations uh, conversationally. Mm-hmm. You know what? If this bitch gave me fucking four Chardonnays, I'm fucking her. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have that. They, no, I didn't, yeah, but, a, but you but see I what see I'm what, saying? It, make them, it makes it easier. Yeah, it does because there, it, there's a, a curiosity. I think is what it is. They're curious too because I think women... Um, Sometimes, and don't take this in a bad way, sometimes they, women just don't like this this hardness to men. And when you're with a women, you learn different... I'm a diabetic, so I can't give hardness then. <laughs> okay, it's okay. <laughs> but with women, it you actually, to me, you learn how to bring that sexuality even more to a man, if that makes sense. Because you, agreed, agreed. You learn more about each other, and then you're able to bring that to uh, a, a relationship with a man. I had a two and a half some. Two and a half? Because I, my girlfriend did not allow me to fuck her. Okay. The other women. But I'll let you continue. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was, she I could give me head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, not, I could kiss her, but I could not give her oral. But anyways, I cut you off. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that it, it's, like you were mentioning, like you talked about, it's, it's with women, if there's an attraction and there's a curiosity, and if there's wine or whatever, maybe no wine, they are more willing to explore. And with men, I'm not saying that men are going to explore the men, but that could be a possibility too. But with men, um, it's easier to communicate with women for women with women as sure. opposed to with a man, right? And for a man, if he is, uh, I'm not sure how that worked with you. Um, how did that work with you when you had the two and a half? How did you get to that place? Was it your idea? Was it her idea? She, I, when we met, she mentioned she had been with women. Mm-hmm. So the small-minded, one-track-minded person that I was mm-hmm. let the sex first, mm-hmm. my interest. Mm-hmm. She was uh, half Filipino, half white. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah, I like girls too. Mm-hmm. And she revealed to me after a month of being together that she had been with like 50 guys at the age of 21. Mm-hmm. Which according to you is nothing. <laughs> no, 21. No, no, I didn't have 50 guys by 21. Okay. So this chick was working overtime mm-hmm. with Dick. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> trying different sizes. Right. Or just different shades. (laughs) Different shades. See what fits. So she got to a point where we were going to Vegas. Mm -hmm. And then she had a friend. This is like in the mid-90s. So it's Mm -hmm. not like this is cool Vegas with like great Thai food, great steakhouses, Mm -hmm. Peking duck, Mm -hmm. Peking duck, you know. Mm -hmm. So we were at the Luxor. And then her friend was meeting up. And then she, even though she was Filipino and white, she spoke Spanish because she looked mm-hmm. Latin. Mm-hmm. And I understood a lot of Spanish just from being Filipino, mm-hmm. uh, growing up in, you know, living in Spain for mm-hmm. a little bit, yada, yada. Uh, she said something to the uh, que bonito este chinito, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you like me, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And um, so we weren't big gamblers. So we just drank, and there was it was the start of implementing clubs mm-hmm. at the oh, casino. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine that zoo-like yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah. Where you can't even wear tennis shoes yet mm-hmm. at the clubs. You mm-hmm. have to be dressed. That's right. Yeah, and oh you have to have God, a collar. I forgot about that. Wow. Not 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 necessarily a tie, but mm-hmm. you have to have a collar. Men mm-hmm. have to have collared shirts. Mm-hmm. So I looked like I worked at Bank of America. <laughs> <laughs> trying to fuck my girlfriend in the club. 
So we got smashed. And at that time in the mid-90s, if you spend $150, you had two bottles. Yeah, you had a lot, yeah. I mean, two bottles. Yeah, yeah. So, and apparently my girlfriend at that time told me, she, yeah, she hooked up with her several times. Okay. So, and so I said, well, let's all hook up. And yeah. my girlfriend pretended to not like the idea for like 30 seconds. Oh, and really? But, yeah, like... No, but I'm your girlfriend. And, uh, she didn't really put up a fight. Yeah, yeah. So when when we were like three-way kissing on the way up in the elevator, what she said was, you can't fuck Charles. Mm-hmm. He can't go down on you. Mm-hmm. But you can kiss and you can go down on him. So that was my two and a half some. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I did want to sleep with her just because mm-hmm. of the thrill. Of yeah, life. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, okay. was, that was my first... Experience, sexual experience with two women, though uh-huh. I didn't penetrate. And then how 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 did it did it affect you guys the next day? Were you okay? What, what happened to that? Oh, I, mean, I I love this girl. She's such a dirty fucking whore. Yeah, yeah. It was just like okay. You guys want to go to the buffet? Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Wow. Okay. Cool. But you know. Yeah. That that was a great two and a half some. Yeah. Maybe it was. The sex gods honoring mm-hmm. my calmness and lack of insistence <laughs> to be with both of them. Like, you guys are going to go yeah. to a restaurant after for breakfast and enjoy your time? Yeah, that's good. Wow, because I mean, I, I I haven't had that experience. You've never had a threesome? I lied. Of course I did. Oh, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> fivesome. No, never a fivesome. Foursome? No, no, just three. Three was the max. Three was enough. Two two guys and me. Mm-hmm. No two girls. No, it was two. Oh. I wanted two guys. <laughs> I didn't want. But, I didn't want. But uh, because you were also into girls, you never yes. wanted to. Have- yes. No. I've always. I wanted to have the two. The two guys. Yeah. No. Ah. You see, I, I guess again, yeah. I think I'm a progressive in that area when I was younger because, like I said, I I looked at it differently. Again, I always thought, why do men always get the breaks as far as they get to have the the threesomes with the two women? I said. Fuck that. Why can't I have what I want? Yeah, I'm going to get what I want. Right. And that was my mentality then. Uh, I, I, I'm coming from the angle that since you also liked women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Why not female, female, male? No. But well, I guess you I stopped. I was greedy. Uh, <laughs> it's about me. I was all about me. I was greedy. <laughs> well, for me, I ended up hooking up with... This is how it goes in the film. I'll share one more sex story. And then if you feel like sharing, sharing one, great. If you think your re- reputation's sm- smeared now at this point, too late. I'm not fucking cutting this shit out. But uh, I moved back to the Philippines in 2011. I'll make it really fast why I moved back. There were two people who promised a radio career. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was moving, and they, I met them in 2010. So I decided to move in 2011. By the time I moved, uh, one of the air quote managers never returned my calls mm-hmm. uh, or emails. <laughs> and then one just entertained one meeting and then that was, the, mm-hmm. that was it. So for another story, I got into voice acting and voiceover work. Mm-hmm. This is right before I met you, mm-hmm. a year before I met you. Okay. So I was at the bar. Totally comfortable. I'm, by the way, the most comfortable person going to a bar by myself mm-hmm. and eating yeah, me too. By themselves. I'm, I didn't get it. I love going to the movies by myself too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it's not normal in Manila. Oh. You know, it's just, I don't know, maybe for my age group at that time, Machine is like a loner or something. Huh. So I got approached by two girls and then it turns out one of them was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I ended up paying for sex uh-huh. that evening. And then we ended up dating that whole week. Oh, wow. The second time, she wasn't even asking for money anymore. Huh, okay. I mean, I really was thinking like, this is when Yahoo was still a prominent search engine. Uh-huh, yeah. Yahoo, ball gag, mm-hmm. Philippines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to have two girls like dressed as gimps. I was at a very nice, a hip area called the Borgo Circle mm-hmm. at Fort Bonifacio in Manila. And I this was the... Precursor to Airbnbs. <laughs> so there was an expat who had a beautiful two-bedroom condo. Mm-hmm. 
and he's all, dude, I, people are in Manila, they only like to rent monthly because I don't know if you recall mm-hmm. in the 2010s, like renting Airbnb for one day or two days was mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. it's either you rent the house or yeah. apartment for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's all, look, dude, I normally rent this out at that time, 30,000 pesos for like about 800 bucks, mm-hmm. right? But he's all, dude, I'll rent it out for you for 15,000 pesos, which is three, uh, about th- almost 380 bucks, mm-hmm. four, almost 400. He's all, have it for three weeks. <sighs> I, 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 I trust you because we, he wasn't even going to bring up anything. I met yeah. him in the hallway of this prostitute's mm-hmm. uh, rental spot, which is in the same building. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's going to draw attention when you have two girls giggling and you guys are all pink in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, light-skinned Asians that are yeah. pink in the face. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're, they're going to have a, yeah. a fuck time. Yeah. So, yeah, I ended up renting his place. And unfortunately, there wasn't Bumble or Tinder back then. Mm-hmm. So I just ended up officially having a threesome mm-hmm. twice in one week. Mm-hmm. Same girls. Mm-hmm. And this one girl um, who I ended up paying once and then we ended up just being fuck buddies for a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's interesting because that was an easy time mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Was was your threesome relatively easy post? Yeah, it was easy. Good for you. Yeah. Guys weren't jealous of each other? Like, no, no, I'm, I'm, no. Gonna, no I'm America's man. No, because I picked up the guy. You mean both of them? I know. The one guy was my boyfriend. The other guy I picked up. And he was cool with it? Yeah. You didn't have to convince him? No. I'd be... I'd be... Well, fuck that. We're going to have a female, female, male next time. No, he was he was good with that. He had no problem with it. Yeah. Was he bi? Or had a bi experience? Yes. Ah, shit. That's there. a cheat code. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... No, it's know. difficult to find that, but yeah, I'm saying... But yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was like straight like me. Yeah. Or your per- your current man, is he straight or was he formerly bi, your current man? My current man? Yeah. Oh, no, he's completely straight. Okay. He can't even think You about- wouldn't be able to do that no. back in the day when he was that young. No. No. Not in a... Because if a, it's straight on straight... Uh-uh. Yeah. No, no. Did the guys ever hook up? No. Wow. No. It was all about me. And then the guy you picked up was straight also. Yeah, he was straight. I, he might, maybe he might have had tendencies to be bi. I don't know. It was just one of those, it was just a one night thing. So he, he wasn't going to hang around or anything like that. It was just, it worked out beautifully. <laughs> My true test that I can't have a male, male, female mm-hmm. threesome is I don't even watch porn. Mm-hmm. That has like. Yeah, you're, you're where you're, the male number is dominant. Yeah. yeah. Now, if it's a foursome, two couples, yeah. I can watch it. Yeah, yeah. But I I'd normally just skip right it. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But do you think sex is ever going to evolve to where it's okay to be what's perceived as? I know you kind of answered this, but perceived to be slutty, promiscuous. Well, you know, I I kind of think it's it's gone gone back a little bit. Honestly. Oh, you mean things? Yeah, the oh, people, the women, the women are 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 still feeling a little bit like they want to be empowered. There are lots of women that you know. You have a lot of commercials. You have a lot of stuff where you want to have women empowered, and they should feel empowered, and they should should feel good about the sexuality. They shouldn't feel guilty or bad about their sexuality in any way. But I still think that you know when, just from my observation, uh, and I listen and I I listen to women talk like in bathrooms. You can go to a, to a club right and you have some cocktails and you're hanging out with your friends and you go to the bathroom you hear the women talk you hear what they're saying and i was like oh, same no. age group no they're they're younger Across. right they're okay. younger right okay. and they're saying they're making comments about you know i like that guy but you know i just you know i just got to make sure that um you know i don't i don't want to do anything right now i want to wait wow yeah i'm shocked I, trust I'm me shocked. trust me i'm shocked too i'm like are you freaking kidding me you know i'm like wow you know and it's it's just weird to hear that because i wasn't my time for me I, I wasn't like that there were friends who were like that always saying no no I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait and I'm thinking wait for what you know to me does that does that change the, women have a, a misconception many times that they think if they're gonna have a, a relationship with a man they really like they gotta wait they gotta you know the guy has to he has to wait because in that way it proves that I'm worth the wait right and I, I never understood that thinking I'm like well, this, what does that have to do with anything you know, if the guy doesn't like you, he will, he doesn't like you. If you guys have sex, 
and he doesn't like you after that, well, then that's on him. That has nothing to do with you. That's that guy. That's that, that, that's his issue, not your issue. Took me a while to get to that place, but women don't have that feeling or that sense of going, oh, that's, fuck you. That's your problem, not my problem. I have the complete opposite impression <laughs> because I'm on Instagram. Yeah, but you're not in the bathrooms. I'm on, I'm on fair enough. Yeah. Because otherwise I'd be arrested. Yeah. <laughs> because you hear those discussions. You'd be uh, surprised. You hear those discussions. You just, you think, right, with Instagram, just like you said, right? Like they're everyone's game. No. Uh, with, with guys, it's still the same. Yeah. It's, I, it's I, across I, the board. Yeah. Cross-generationally, yeah. nothing's changed. Guys want to get vagina. Yeah. They want to have as much sex with different girls mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. Um, but it's shocking because I, at first I was going to say, uh, at first I was going to ask like, you mean bathrooms in a corporate position? But no. the fact that you brought it up, it was no. a social dining yes. restaurant bar setup, then that's because they valid. Come, they come in there drunk and they start talking and you're in the stall going to the bathroom. They're on their phone in the next stall talking to the girlfriend. You can hear that. And you're that's what interesting. You know, if you're gonna go to the bathroom and you're gonna talk, girls, come on, don't sit in the toilet there and talk next door where someone's trying to drop a bomb or something. You know, you have a little bit more courtesy, but they don't. They sit there and they talk and they talk and they talk about it. Very interesting. It's very interesting. The I bet the bathrooms are the place to go. <laughs> I want to buy you an H6 recorder. Yeah, with it with a dope like like oh, lav man. mic that's omnidirectional, so you can pick everything up. Seriously, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Don't go, do guys do that in the bathroom? It it's one track minded. But it, I mean, it, do they either do they're, that? they're to themselves, yeah, not revealing, or it's like, yo, dude, I think I'm gonna bang this chick tonight. But oh, I mean, are they on their phones? Me? Do they talk to call somebody else and talk about? My experience with phones are with contractors, project managers, or they're talking okay. about fucking, uh, or here's the most latest two ones that I've heard. A guy talking about cooking a fucking brisket <laughs> while he's taking a shit at Costco on Atwater, Atwater Village okay. or oh my God. at the, uh, the Lexus here on on brand uh-huh. and I don't know how a service person was there I assume it was a service person <laughs> and he's talking about the camshaft of a fucking sedan man you gotta that's but, too but, bad but, but that's that, too bad these are like office <laughs> yeah I mean the setups are so bad you yeah. know I, I don't want to make anything up yeah yeah so it's like it, it, my experiences are Costco yeah <laughs> Lexus you guys go back, the, to, go back to Casa Vega. <laughs> Come on. Right. Go back to... Yeah, yeah. No, cause, but, but you know, Casa Vega, my experience in the male bathroom there is everyone is too fucking fucked up Oh yeah. to talk. I love Casa Vega. Yeah. It's good. I love their place too. But they're pricey now. They're really pricey. I only go there for the Cadillac margaritas. Yeah. Yeah, basta. When's the last time you were there? 2000... And 18? Oh, God, really? Maybe 19. Wow. Okay. Tell them what Casa Vega is about. Uh, well, Casa Vega, as far as for the J.R. Tolkien myth mm-hmm. about Casa <laughs> Vega, is really is their strong Cadillac margarita drinks. So that has Grand, Grand Marnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Top the pen, the, the, Apparently, they're mixing it with mezcal now. Mm-hmm. But mm. from my time, it was just tequila. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not ever confuse by asking like uh, a shaken. This is just a straight mm-hmm. margarita. Mm-hmm. Decent to great Mexican food, mm-hmm. but Casa Vega has been filmed and used in so many TV and movie series. It's one of the few ones to still have that cherry red mm-hmm. leather interior. <laughs> it's very dark. Yeah. The first thing you walk into which is fucking demented and i love it is a grand bar yeah yeah that's it yeah to the left is where you eat mm-hmm. there are like uh these uh i don't know if it's changed like the quarter shaped mm-hmm. booths mm-hmm. yeah same and, thing and, and some with regular tables but yeah. mostly quarter shaped yep. or half shaped mm-hmm. booths which by the way for the chinese culture um Round or quarter-shaped boots are best because it induces conversation. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So, like, you could literally look yeah. and talk to people. So, I love that immediately yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. So, it induces conversation. Um, it's on Fulton and Ventura. Mm-hmm. 
And it really is like the Valley National Treasure mm-hmm. of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, great food. Mm-hmm. But you could, the way Erica was describing, like, conversation in a bathroom, there's so many in passing, like, privileged kids, people in the mm-hmm. industry, writers, producers, mm-hmm. nine to fivers, corporate heads that make money, corporate heads that don't make money. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. And, and that place is history. Yeah. And I hope it never dies. Yeah, me too. Um, I was going to look up um, this girl that I ended up hooking up with at Casa was, Vega. Uh, just recently? Yeah. Or no, this is 2018? like... 2018? This is when I met you yeah. uh, at L.A. Valley College. Mm-hmm. So for, for you listening, Erica and I met at the radio program at L.A. Valley College. She's a cute Filipino girl. Uh so my, and I'll finish off my story, but really we're pretty much done with the pod because we've covered the topics <laughs> of our past history, what we thought and where we think sex is at. But just since uh, I'll say my Casa Vega story and, and let Erica close with her recent discovery with drinks at Casa Vega. Well, the the, the drinks at Casa Vega are great, uh, as you mentioned, but uh, if you're going to do the the um, Cadillac Margarita, you got to do it right, right? So what... The one thing you want to do, and you want to make sure it's the top shelf type of tequila. Sure. Right? Don and, Julio and, at, the, yeah. at the lowest. And they and they do it with the, they float it with Gremonier, but here's the little added extra little tip for you guys. Get a side of Gremonier too, and then that way you can pour it on top of it. It just makes it that much better. I get the double. Oh, you get the so double? So they doubled the tequila and they doubled the Grand Marnier. But you so see, I'm fucked up. Yeah, you're fucked up, but I, I like to get mine on the side because that way I know how much exactly I'm getting. <laughs> Agreed. It's, it's like consuming... Food, right? Yeah. You want yeah. to garnish it yourself. Yeah. The, my my uh, computer's moving slow, but I'm getting there. So anyways, <laughs> I'm going to show you a photo later of this chick. And basically, we had a double Cadillac margarita each. Mm-hmm. And you're smashed. Yeah. Oh my already. God, yes. Yes. So that's when I had a black sedan. And then I literally pulled a block and a half away, parked on Fulton by mm-hmm. like these apartment buildings. Probably some people saw my yellow butt cheeks all clenched, <laughs> missionarying her at the back seat. But yeah, we were so drunk and we're so into each other, we ended up banging on Fulton. <laughs> See, Casa Vega. And, and check this out. This chick drank the first mm-hmm. double Cadillac mm-hmm. in like under 10 minutes. And I was nursing mine for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. still trying to bullshit my way into her <laughs> vagina. And then she ordered another double, and I was like, no, 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 no. bro, she already had one. Yeah. And the waiter was like, oh, so sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah, no more. Yeah. But she was like so insistent, because she wasn't acting drunk, she was acting angry that she couldn't get. Yeah. The- oh, my God. So I told her, let's start with a regular. Uh-huh. And she couldn't even finish the regular. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they will knock you out pretty fast. A double one will. And then it doesn't taste bad, which is the great thing. No, that's what makes them so nice. They're really smooth. That's why you can, if you can drink those under in 10 minutes. Personally, I could because I, but then again, I'm a lightweight now. So that would take me 20 minutes. Maybe right now, now it would take me 20 minutes too. <laughs> it would too. take me a long time. Just, I'd have to really nurse that one. Yeah. So um, before I show you her photo, cause I'm still looking for it. What was your reaction <laughs> when you went back? Recently. Oh, it's so it was nice, first of all, because it's been, you know, COVID. We've been in quarantine. We have we haven't been able to go out and it's just been really it's just it was just nice. It's just like you sat there. I went there with two girlfriends of mine. Haven't seen them in a while. And it was just again, uh, you know, sometimes it's just nice just to go out and have uh, I didn't have more than one. I only had one because I had to drive. So that's one thing you, you really learn. And thank God you live close. Live close. I didn't take a Lyft or an Uber. But the next time I, I told him, I said, I'm coming and, and I'm taking a Lyft because I want to be able to drink more. You know, it's just, you miss that. It's fun. Uh, tequila is, for me, is an alcohol that makes me have a lot more fun. There's certain alcohols that I don't have fun with. Tequila is one of them. I will literally have a blast off of tequila easily, easily. Even with well tequila? It doesn't matter, yeah, because, I mean, it just... Well, in, in a margarita like that, uh, this was just a regular one, uh, you know, it was it was fine. But when you're going to do the Cadillac, no, you want to get something better. You have to have something better. To me, you do. And yeah. Then you, and then you can do the shot with it, too. Yeah, and honestly, the Grand Marnier makes it mm. way tolerable, too. Yeah, really. Mm. You know, it's almost like a good syrup. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for, for me, I, I feel like, uh, and I've had double Cadillac, uh, or not to be an alcoholic, <laughs> I've had single Cadillac margaritas here mm-hmm. at um, at the Americana. Um, Frida. Mm-hmm. Decent, oh. but it's not mm-hmm. full, but it's not Casa Vega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the atmosphere, too. It's just, that's that's what it comes down to. You feel a history. Yeah, you do. You, you do. You feel like breakups, first dates. Yeah. Family uh, crises. Yeah, you do. Or family crisis resolved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at Casa Vega. Yeah. It, it's what, it, it, it really is one of those things where... You feel like, ah, uh, God, what is the latest Brad Pitt movie with uh, Quentin Tarantino? It, it talks about, like, old Hollywood. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The, Once Upon a Time yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah. I didn't see that one, but I, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's it, exactly. It, 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 it's akin and aligned to that. Apparently, um, I must have bragged about this. Chi- oh, there, there she is. It's kind of tough. I don't know if you remember her from uh, Valley College. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Wow, she's hot. That was that's Casa Vega. Oh my God! Just let me see. Is that the back of the bar? Yeah. Yep, that's the bar. Yeah. Oh my God! You met her there? The, oh, that's what you no, guys. You went there. We went. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought you met her. Then my house. This God. is pre-missionary pounding. Okay. <laughs> I want to say an hour fifteen. Yeah, we were just. I mean, it's hard to see, but like my nose is really red. <laughs> is that from? Did you have one by then? Oh yeah, that? My, that that one was gone. Or the okay, double Cadillac okay, okay. was gone. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was just I I, lo- I love that spot, and and you know, I know it's very expensive, but I will always you, go you, there. Yeah, that that when my girlfriends called me and they said, "Hey, you want to go to Casa Vega?" There was no hesitance. I just said, sure. yeah, let's go. Let's go. One of these days, I'll bring a date, and maybe mm-hmm. I can meet. Uh, don't mm-hmm. don't say his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your your boyfriend is he your husband or boyfriend? He is uh, basically like a life partner. I've been with him for quite a while, almost twenty years. Twenty years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because if it was twenty-year-old whore Erica, <laughs> you would have said like, "Yeah, I've no. been with him for two years." <laughs> no, it's a lifetime. Two, yeah, no, <laughs> two years is too long. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is, this is a partner. Yeah, this is a, a a lifelong partner, and that's another story later. Any predictions on how promiscuous? unadulterated sex for women changing being accepted but you're saying it was accepted now right it's more accepted now it's more accepted now only because like i said you do have you do have uh, so many different ways of hooking up with people but the you're methods, still yeah. but you're still dealing with the psychology part of it with women because if you're depending on how you grew up who your parents are you know your religious background those things can really impact how you view sex and they even though they may want to or they may feel free to, they're still dealing with those issues a lot of times. And I, like I said, I certain, like I said, when I was listening to this one chick in the bathroom and stuff and she was, you know, she was like, well, no, I just want to wait. You know, I just, I, it was, it just threw me off. I'm like, you want to wait for what? Again, I just, I had no idea. I'm like, I almost wanted to go to the next stop. What do you mean wait for what? Right. <laughs> Talk to me. Yeah, you know, a I, pandemic just happened, right? I know, exactly, exactly. I just want to wait because, you know, I don't want to rethink anything. I just, you know, I really like him. And, you know, I just want to take it slow, slow. And it's that that idea that if you take it slow, they're going to like you better. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, if it's for the males in their 20s, yeah, it works. Okay. But if it's for a female who's in their 20s and they're with a guy who's 35 and mm-hmm. up, I think the guy who's at least 35 and up, if you can gauge, they're, they're kind of over that. Mm-hmm. I can name two couples, which I won't say their mm-hmm. names. They slept together on their first date. Mm-hmm. And they're married. One has two kids. One has one kid. Mm-hmm. They're all over 40. Okay. You see. Me- met in their mid and late 20s. First date, one night was supposed to be, I don't know if it was supposed to be a one night stand. But, um, yeah, they ended up being married. Yeah. Which is a rarity, I feel. Yeah, I, yeah, possibly, I guess so. I mean, I'm just trying to think the, I, it, it took a few, a few dates with me and my partner. Unknown caller. Whoa. Mm. I thought I put it on airplane. Of course it's a spam risk. <laughs> yeah, I have it on airplane. Oh, that's weird. That's really weird. Hmm. Well, you know phones. 
They're listening on the conversation. They want to get on. They have it on the airplane. Yeah. How the fuck did that call th- go through? But anyways. But anyhow, Casa Vega. Casa Vega post analog podcast with mm-hmm, and Charles. <laughs> oh, you can say my name now. Oh yeah, we've said it a couple of times. Yeah, you can say my Erica. name now. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get together with Nathan because he's the music end mm-hmm. that wants to learn the art of hosting too. Okay. But he's my, he's a little, an age older than me mm-hmm. and a year older than me. So I think it would be fun. Do I know Nathan? You may have met him think, at KVCM. I think I did. I, I, I remember think, the name. Tall black guy, good looking, light yeah, skin. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, I know who yeah, he yeah, is. You yeah, 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 you yeah, met him. Yeah, you met him. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. So signing off for now. Thanks. The Post Analog Podcast. Tune in for tradition, mental health, and conversation for the Gen Xers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.